Hey guys, just another quick video here. We're going to talk about the uh, motors this time. I'm uh, going to do a bit of a tech talk, a bit of a deep dive into the motors, our experience over the last two years, why we've gone with this type of design. And yeah, I think we'll start with that. So yep. we're two years into this thing. There's motors out there now that are going on three years old that are still running. Nearly, we yeah. just wanted to dive into, yeah. Well, I think it's, it's getting to that point where there's enough of these things out there there's people that have got very ra a wide range of understanding and mechanical knowledge right down to very little. So we thought, oh, we, we get, we're getting to that point now, let's explain a bit more about the thing that makes it all happen. So these are the motors. Um, we have had a lot of experience over the last two and a half years of these, these motors being used all over the world. Um, we've quite literally got people using them in pristine, beautiful uh, freshwater lakes um, to Australia where people are riding around in high and low salt content, salty water. Mm -hmm. There's people in Amman and Dubai riding in like 40 degree temperature salt water, which yeah. is um, like a really nasty environment for, for ferrous materials. As well as just different locations too, mm -hmm. like in, like a lot of people just ride in beach breaks and they're coming in and out of a beach break all the time yep. with shore dump, there's lots of sand, there's lots of different types of sand, mm. there's the guys in Sydney in Collaroy, um, you know, there's really coarse, quite rough sand in a shore dump, dump yep. environment and we've even found there's metallic sort of Correct. sand and grit and stuff and stuff that sticks to the magnets inside the motors. So. I think just that location difference too, people in river mouths with lots of sticks and debris and yep. floodwaters coming out and they're foiling through, that Even sort of just stuff. clay, tacky mud Yeah, that some yeah. people have. In, in lakes their... and all that kind of stuff. So we've seen a lot, we've experienced a lot now. These things take years to transpire. So the experience level is just constantly getting bigger and we're doing everything we can to improve the product but also the knowledge around the product so people can keep their gear running in good condition and avoid service-related issues that are preventable and also improve the servicing you can do on your own gear to make sure they can run for many years. Because let's face it, we're not going to beat around the bush here, we're running electronics and ferrous metals in salt water primarily mm -hmm. for years in and out, in and out, in and out, and all you guys and girls out there who have foil gear know even just a bolt put in a mast unattended to and not cared for doesn't like it, yeah. and if you leave it too long, you're not going to get that sucker out. Yeah. And we've so, got to consider this gear like any marine toy that needs cleaning, needs maintenance, needs correct. servicing, like a jet ski, like an outboard motor, yeah. like anything that goes in the salt water. It's, <laughs> it's a harsh environment. Any boaties out there would know full well what we're talking about, that... The ocean will try and kill everything that's put inside it, so yes. that's, that's not meant to be there. So, and we yeah. have we have boats too. Exactly, and it always amazes us just how many parts we have to constantly replace every yeah. year or bi yearly. Yeah, and these are fully marine marinized parts that even then just can't cope with Mother Nature. So, yeah. moving on, why is the motor designed the way it is? So. Something we've never gone into and thought we really should give the background, give the context to people because, you know, we don't just pick a random part and just throw it out in the world and go, let's use that. These are well thought out and, it, and well considered. And we have had the question numerous times uh, and at those times it hasn't been on our top priority to go and tell the world how we've done what we've done. Mm. But um, it's time to time has come. give you a bit of an explanation. So, why have we made what we've made? So... 
the critical component for us is keep the weight as low as possible. I'm not talking like try and keep it light. I'm talking keeping it as low as possible. That's why people like four-wheel drive. It's super lightweight, yet very powerful for its weight. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take into consideration this motor can fit in the palm of my hand, it's like a small apple, yet it has enough power to lift me at nearly 100 kilos up out of the water and slingshot me onto a wave mm-hmm. with a lot of authority, and we can e-foil it around. So yeah. don't underestimate just how potent this little guy can be, and it only works because of the design that we've put into it. It's not possible to make a motor this small, this powerful, doing it the conventional way. So I think most people are familiar with an e-foil. They generally have pretty large, long, elongated motors that are sealed, and they've got seals and bearings and all sorts of other Gear stuff. Gearboxes. Gearboxes. Yeah. Uh, lots of other stuff to make it possible to get the torque needed to spin a big prop mm-hmm. in a small package. Yeah. There's a lot of cost associated with that. There's maintenance associated with that, typically maintenance that the user can't do. Mm-hmm. And there's size and weight. So all of those factors detract from performance long-term in certain, as- in, in certain aspects. So we've tried, once again, to make the most powerful, smallest, lightest thing we can. And it has its own servicing attributes that you need to take into consideration. So It's a good moment to just plug yeah. as well the, the podcast that you and I did. That's nearly two hours of us talking about why the whole foil drive is designed the yeah. way it is. And that size it. and weight and all that kind of stuff. So that gives even further context to this whole discussion about size and weight of these motors comes into the bigger uh, conversation yeah. that I guess you and I covered really well with Sykesy. Yeah, it's true. Um, talking about that. So, yeah, an outrunner design is effectively what we're talking about here, whether it's an outer spinning uh, rotor that goes around the stator itself. This is a completely different motor design to what Paul was just talking about with... Uh, Rear big internal. Know, yeah, an internal in-runner with gearboxes that has to be fully sealed. Um, so an outrunner design is obviously an open design motor where you know water can get inside the motor housing. A lot of people when they first get their gear or we see them down the beach or whatever, they realise that oh the motor's actually open and water gets yep. in. That is that Designed is correct. Like that. Exactly. So yeah. don't, don't worry. Don't email us saying well there's water in the motor. It's okay. <laughs> um, as Ben just said, this is the rotor and this is the stator. The stator is the thing that has all the copper windings in it mm-hmm. where the electricity Electrons run through, they go through the copper windings, and then that electromagnetic field interacts with the magnets in the rotor. The rotor is the thing that spins. So when you put the two together, clunk, it becomes one unit and it can spin. So in the rotor there is the magnets, which are probably a little hard to see on camera because it's black on black on black. Um, and then you've got your stainless steel shaft. We have also made the very important decision to, they're more expensive, but it's worth its weight in gold to run 100% ceramic ball bearings. Not stainless steel bearing, or not a waterproof bearing, a ceramic bearing. This cannot corrode. It doesn't corrode at all. So, And they're very high wearing too. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't wear. Yeah. Incredibly tough. This handles silt and crap and stuff going through its races where metal would wear quicker than this stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we did that so that you never have to worry about your bearings not spinning. They can get salt and grit in them, but they can also be easily washed out because they're an open race. Yeah. 
um, stainless steel stainless shaft steel shaft running through a ceramic bearing. And then we've got all aluminium components that are anodized. So an anodized aluminium element doesn't corrode unless you scratch the anodizing off. So it really leaves us down to one of the main purposes of this video is talking about maintenance of your rotor steel mm -hmm. element, which is the outer jacket, so this part here, where the magnets stick to is made out of steel. I've had a lot of questions about why can't you make it out of plastic or why can't you make it out of something that doesn't, isn't prone to getting a bit of surface rust or corrosion. You have to have a steel outer jacket with magnets to make that magnetic field as strong as possible. So it really is just... Which is where the torque comes from, to use yeah. such a small motor, keep Correct. the weight down and keep the cost down. So it has to be like that. The downside of that is if you don't maintain or care for it, over time... Like any marine years, toy. <laughs> you can develop surface corrosion. And that's not the end of the world. It looks bad, but it's not necessarily the end of the world. It's just you don't want to have it. Nothing wants to corrode. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want corrosion on my car when I keep backing it into the water to launch a jet ski, but if I subject it to salt water, I need to wash the car really thoroughly. Otherwise, yeah. those metal parts are going to corrode. So what we're going to go through today is, as of 2023 going forward, how would you maintain your gear with the new way of doing it? Mm -hmm. And if you've already got a foil drive, don't stress, there are ways that we can help you reverse, not reverse engineer, but take off the clip and make this removable like all new motors. So when I say removable, if you put it on, so normally you can't take the rotor off. Now we've taken the circlip off, it's a little awkward, on a table, the whole rotor can come off. Again, we're going to show you that on an actual board, not strapped to a table. So I think that covers sort of how the motor's made. Uh, I think the only last the things we should... Coating, yeah, the last things we should cover is, as Paul was talking about, these stators uh, have all the windings and all that kind of stuff in there. We obviously really want to protect this, so this is all epoxy impregnated, uh, both top and bottom and around the... Uh, circumference as well, as well as all these magnets and the um, rotor can itself uh, epoxy coated on all of those surfaces in, inside. There's obviously the electroplated uh, paint on the outside of the can and another thing that a lot of people don't realise is the sticker is also a protection mechanism. Yes it looks nice, yes it has four drive logo and some basic warnings, but it is also a protection mechanism so keeping a good quality sticker on the can is going to protect the paint. The paint also protects the steel. So we're going to have separate videos on refur refurbishment of these motor cans and of the stator if there is any damage. Again, with a spinning design, many different environments and locations, guys and girls foiling in rivers with lots of sticks and debris and seaweed and yeah. shells and turtles and <laughs> all sorts of stuff going on. These stickers can get a bit torn up and ripped up because it is a spinning surface through the water. But that's, again, why we make all these parts available and that's something else we're going to cover as well, that these can be replacement parts. We're going to subsidise the cost of these parts to make them as cheap and easy and keep these motors in the water. We've always had an ethos of repairing and replacing stuff rather than just saying you need a whole new And component. keeping it cost-effective. Cost-effective, Which is sure. a good point to lead into. There are a lot of other 
brands out there in the world that have some sort of motor related to a foil, typically e-foils, for good reason they have servicing intervals. So mm -hmm. you buy your ten to twenty thousand uh, dollar e-foil, it needs to be serviced at some point in time. Gearboxes need greasing, anodes need to be replacing, seals and seals need to be mm -hmm. replaced. All, all this, like, it's just general maintenance. Um, now a lot of those. Well, we can't talk for all of them because we don't, we're not involved in them, but there are servicing maintenance requirements, time schedules, certain amount of hours you can mm -hmm. use on some of them before they need to go in, they need to go to a dedicated service agent, you've got to book it in, you've got to get your gear there somehow. Send these massive things back. It goes on and on and on. And one of the reasons we did what we did is that how can we make this so that you don't have to send it to some super specialist mm -hmm. to have it maintained? Can you do it yourself on an island or on a boat? or in a van, yes. And that's why we're going to make, we haven't even had to do it yet, but you know, three, two and a half years, rolling into three years, there's gonna be people that might wanna replace their rotors because they haven't done good maintenance or they can't be bothered furbishing stuff. Mm -hmm. like they're just say, slide on a new thing. So these, we're gonna make these a subsidized part, really cost effective. If you literally want to upgrade it or change it out, you just pull one off put the next one on, keep going. Mm -hmm. This part will be significantly cheaper than any conventional normal service would be anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's really the only part you technically need to service yep. over many years of use. The rest of the system can continue to run. So again, we're just, we're being completely upfront and honest about what's involved and how it needs to be handled. Mm -hmm. And we've changed the way that you can service these things to make it easier and more obtainable to the average person to try and keep their gear in the best nick. And one thing we did miss is that we've learned something over the last few years which is ingress of parts that shouldn't be there. And one of the main things in Australia is we have a lot of mining, a lot of iron ore export. Mm -hmm. So some of our beaches can end up literally littered with tiny particles of iron oxide and iron ore from these huge ships that go all over the world. And they can sometimes get stuck to the magnets on the inside of here yeah. as you're going through the water and swilling mm -hmm. around in the ocean. And then you put your system on the shelf and you don't use it for months. Those tiny little bits of exposed iron ore that have got no coatings, no <laughs> protection, no nothing, they are the bits that are actually sometimes corroding and you come back, go get your motor and use it, and it doesn't turn. Last time you used it, it's been perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. That's something in only the last sort of three to four months that has really sort of, we've seen a few cases of that yeah. and it's not until we get it back and pull it apart and have the access to do that, mm -hmm. we've found, okay, this is something that's not part of the actual unit, it's an external environmental factor. Um, what can we do about that? What can a customer do about it, prevent that from happening? And it's remove yeah. the can, yeah. oh geez, there's a chunk in there put your finger in there, pull it out, take it out, problem solved. And even things like fishing line. Mm -hmm. You've had a few cases of fishing line, yeah. Downwinding sure. and they go through someone's cut a line and it's just floating through the ocean and vroom, ties up around your thing. Um, or e-foils have the same thing. Like mm -hmm. they get, You'll be able to, in the ocean, literally just pull your rotor off, unwind it, put it back on, keep going. Yeah. So crazy things like that you'd never mm -hmm. perceive or think about yeah. when you're yeah. launching something. So anyway. So some of the little things we've done, yeah, 
Uh, we're going to go into further how we've removed the circlips from all the motors going into 2023. If you've got a foil drive already and you want to remove the circlip, we're going to have separate videos on how to do that and, you know, uh, having a look at your motor and seeing what, what state it's at at this current point in time and moving on from there. Um, we're also going to start using this WD-40 lanolin product, which is a corrosion inhibitor and a protective coating on top of all of these other things we've spoken about. So from factory, there's going to be a light misting of a lanolin coating inside the motor yep. and around the stator, as well as we're using a lithium-based marine grease on the actual stainless steel shaft itself to help this slide in and out of the yep. bearings really easy. Because if these do get dry, it does make it quite difficult to pull a, um, the rotor on and off through the bearing sometimes. So that's some of the things we're going to be doing from factory and shipping in 2023. And we highly recommend you, you know, purchase some of this locally or off Amazon or somewhere like that. And this is going to be part of the uh, maintenance and servicing. Again, it doesn't washing and cleaning the gear and keeping it fresh is the best way. It's the age-old saying of preventative maintenance rather than replacement is always better. Keeping all this gear in really good nick is, you know, and, of course, and we it is your responsibility for at sure. the end of the day, and it's, and it's also our responsibility to make that as easy as we can. Yeah. So, you know, some people would say, "Why didn't you make the rotors removable from day one?" Well, you don't know everything from day one. It takes mm -hmm. experience. We didn't know about particulates in the sand we're going to get stuck in things. Mm -hmm. um, it is what it is. We're doing what we can to make it as easy for everyone. I'll just add, this is a product that should be globally available pretty much. I mean, it's a very well-known brand. Um, something similar, if you really desperately can't find it, mm -hmm. should suffice. If you don't know, you can always reach out. But just to clarify, what this actually does... It puts a coating on a surface that prevents oxygen from touching a metal. Mm -hmm. Rust cannot happen if there's a oxygen barrier separator. Um, you know, so no oxygen can touch your metal stuff, it won't rust. If it can, it can rust. Mm -hmm. So that's what this does. It just helps put a barrier on it. You don't need to drench the part in, just a light misting on it. Just gives a coating and then it separates the two. This will help just sustain it. Every use mm -hmm. gives it that barrier. Yep. But again, as Ben said, flush it, wash it, just get the salt out. Mm -hmm. That's all you got to do. It's the same in the bolts in your aluminium mast. You really should take them out after every use, re-grease them, put them back in, they'll never seize. And I think that's a good point. How many point. people do that? Not that many. I think that's but, a good point too, know. is we're learning over time that there's various different... Uh, aptitudes of people too. Some people just mm. they don't wash their gear, they don't have time, they can't be bothered. They're going to use it again. We've got guys now that are using their foil drives three times a day. They live on their island and the board never really makes it higher than the high tide mark because they... <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know who you are. You drag it out of the water, you yeah, put it on the high tide mark, put your battery on charge and then you're back out there in a couple of hours once you've had a rest and you're back into it. So we know that there's people of every amplitude from that's probably the worst case scenario if you're talking about gear maintenance and longevity and, and looking after it and servicing. And then we've got other people that are absolutely meticulous mm -hmm. and their gear is basically spotless. Yeah. We've had everything come back to us over the last two years, everywhere in between for various different reasons. And we're just trying to, you know, provide solutions and provide advice to people at all various different levels. If you're the guy that just, he uses his gear three times a week and he'd rather 
oh, three times a day, sorry, mm. and would rather just replace this part after X period of time because he hasn't looked after it and he'll just get another one and just put it on and keep going, then, you know, we're not going to recommend you do that, but that is something that we're going to provide a solution for yeah. down to the person who's like, yeah, I rinse out my gear every session and I give it a, I give it an okay bath. I sort of spray it down and I'm going to pull the motor off and squirt some water in here and squirt some water there and then throw this in, in the car. Then that's, that's a second level and then the fully meticulous uh, person who pulls everything apart, gets every grain of sand out of it yeah. and completely refreshes all the lubricants and, and sealants and all that which kind of stuff every session. We're trying to provide a yeah. solution for everyone. We're trying to be realistic. We know that everyone's not going to be meticulous, but we also hope that everyone's not going to be careless and yeah. trying to provide something for everyone as well, Yeah, which like, is a realistic approach. <laughs> exactly. So I hope that all makes sense. We don't want to waffle on too much more. Mm. We're going to show you how we would actually wash a system after use mm -hmm. on literally one of my boards um, just so that there's no room for misinterpretation or whatever. And, and we can just show you this, but this is how you do it. Yep. Um, and it is easier than getting it in a bucket and trying to run it around. For sure. We understand that managing boards and masks, that sort of stuff, yep. is tricky. So exactly. anyway, hopefully that wasn't too laborious. Um, we're here if you need to talk to us. Our staff are here to answer emails. Mm -hmm. But again, please watch the information, look at the information, digest it. And if you need further help, do reach out. And as we said, we'll have a completely separate kit, uh, sorry, video for anyone that wants to do servicing and maintenance and touch ups mm -hmm. and whatever. For existing customers. Yep. Um, it's not a platform to do it all in one video. Mm -hmm. And um, there'll be some servicing kits available too soon, which allows Mm -hmm. you to easily get these two parts apart if you've never taken them apart before and um, a few little just making it simple provide little bits and pieces that you can just yep do simple maintenance touch it up and get it back in the water all right so you've just finished using your foil drive which is the most important thing having fun on it now we just got to wash it and maintain it so this motor is installed on our integrated mast system it's exactly the same process if you have a new and the different pod with the external cable you want to grab the spinning part, which is the rotor, hand on the mast, and try and pull it as straight as you can so that it comes off. If you're pulling it with any sort of angle of attack, it won't come off because it's just too aggressive and tight. You need to pull it nice and straight. So now you've got the stator and the rotor apart. You want to wash your gear down. So just with a basic hose, fresh water rinse, I'm going to rinse inside the rotor and I'm also just going to check inside here to make sure that there's no debris like metallic bits of metal or anything that's sticking to the magnets. You just want to make sure, run your finger around on the inside, yep, smooth as silk. I've washed that out with fresh water. For the sake of a video, I'm not going to sit here doing it for ages, but you might want to wash that out for a good minute. And then the actual stator, same thing. Wash the outside in the bearing hole, up and underneath. Wash my pod. But again, give it a good rinse. Fresh water. Give it a, be a bit more methodical when you're doing it. But for video, we're just trying to speed it up a bit. We've got the WD-40 protecting sealant. Before you spray that on, you want to get it any old rag or towel or whatever. And we want to dry each component off. So we're drying the 
stator here, which is the thing in the middle. Again, now this is black painted, epoxy coated, solid thing. It doesn't spin. You will over time start to see little scratches and little nicks and bits and pieces. That's okay. But we want to dry it, get it nice and dry with this towel. Same for the rotor. I want to dry the outside quickly. Dry the blades. And on the inside is the most important part. You want to get the rag in here and just go around like that. That gets the water out from the inside where the magnets are. So that's nice and dry. Now for the preventative maintenance with this WD-40 lanolin and stuff, I just give it a, helps to put the towel here so you don't spray all over your board. Just give it a little on the stator. That's it. That's all you need. You don't need much. And for the rotor, I just give it a little spray on the shaft. And just a little touch up on the magnets. That's it. You don't need a huge amount. It's just to give it a little thin coating. I would then leave these two parts separate. I normally put this back in my beer stubby holder because it's nice and foam and protective. But again, just leave them somewhere place to dry. You can put it back together if you want for storage and it's easy to move around with. It's up to you. The fact that you've washed it and put your protective coatings on it is 99% of the battle. I personally, when I'm traveling, I put the rotor back on because I know where it is, I'm not going to lose it. But it would be best to just let them both sit there and dry. And that's it. If you do that, you'll be sweet for many, many, many years of use and your system will appreciate it. So have fun, treat your gear with respect.